the time has come. The time is now. In this corner with Brian Campbell returns with the Boxeo edition as we prep that syringe until it's runneth over for another lethal injection of the performance enhancing audio. The Brian Campbell, in fact, the voice that you hear, just about ready to unleash Big Red from his cage for another test of audio manhood. I am more man. I have bigger huevos. Yes, yes. I mean, come on. This is BC and Big Red. This ain't Birdo on this podcast. This ain't Birdo. Think what you want. This ain't Birdo. I don't care. This ain't Birdo. Hey, think what you want. This ain't Birdo. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. That's what Birdo. Like Floyd said, the real deal of boxing, podcasting, and we are back with another can't-miss edition as we preview the weekend to come in the sport. And another can't-miss interview as Rafe Boogs' current favorite non-cruiserweight man crush in the sport of boxing stops by, and that's junior featherweight champion Isaac Dogbay, the king of Ghana boxing, the man, our man, your man. And what a time for the In This Corner podcast as ID drops by to preview his August 25th title defense on ESPN. We got a lot of nonsense for you like normal. You know, the weeks when there's not a lot going on are sometimes the weeks where you get that best dose of the ITC, that double kebab style, another big meat addition, if you will, to fill you up. Mama finger, papa finger, it's so good. You look at you happy now. You're eating, you, you, you fat, are you eating? Yes, you eat? yes, good. yes. Good, good, good. good. I'm gonna big meat, uh, oh, pasta, salad. <laughs> Big meats from our friend Usyk there. Absolutely, look, we're, this is a big meat show. We're, we're big fans of that. I eat steak every day. <laughs> Seriously, I meat like meat. I'm not big, no, just. I'm not big, I like meat though. But before I welcome in my co-host and we get this one-sided comedy edition over with with the long intro, let me remind you once more, folks. You hear something today on this show that you like. You know what to do. If you see something, say something. Please, let us continue to beg each week for your praise as you head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume fine audio. I want you to subscribe, I want you to rate, and I want you to review. I want five of your stars, all right? Stick them where you know how. Drop us a little note on what you like. And one more thing, when you wake up in the morning, I want the second thing you do. Because the first thing you're going to do is check out them DMs. And like King Rye, they're going to be a little bit sloppy. But the second thing you do is I want you to get updated on the world of sports. I want you to know what's happening with the best highlights and the biggest stories right in your in-hole and that's the CBS Sports HQ newsletter. Oh, what's that, Big BC? What are, what are you talking about? Oh, wow, I got the info for you right here. You know it's our live 24-7 streaming app on your phone, on your tablet, on your TV, and now in your in-hole. If you want that every morning, you want to know all the good stuff before you wake up, go to cbssports.com slash HQ daily to sign up. Tell them BC sent you. After you read that, I don't care what you do. You want to light up in your under your sheets. You want to you want to do gross stuff. That is all on you. But at least know what's going on in the world of sports. Red, the big red, in fact, is ready to come in, and you already know what he is, right? Internationally renowned. You read his newsletters. You've probably read his books. McSorley's Kriegel and myself. He's got another great book of basketball coming. He's my man. He's yours. We love this guy, and he's a protector of all things cruiserweights. And candy licking. Let me lick you up. You up. Let me lick you down. I think dog me lick you up. The royal storm. Oh, let me lick you 
Oh, baby, Rafe Bartholomew, the storm is coming. Are you ready? Brian, you, it, you, I can't believe you're making my dreams come true. I, 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 I love, I love you, man. This is, this is a special, what a day for in this corner. Not the one you see on your apps, no. but the one you download in your podcast app. The app is this crap. The CBS version, not the NBC or the CBS. Oh, it is the CBS, not the NBC or the Fox or the TNT version. Or the uh, ESPN one. I'm not really sure, but uh, we're back, Rafe. We are ready. We got big names. We got big laughs. How are you doing in Los Angeles? Have the wildfires, by the way, not making a joke about this. I'm serious. Have they extended down your way? Are you taking shelter? What's going on right now? Well, luckily, I don't live in a sort of one of the hilly, dry areas where fires are really a danger to houses. Um, and there haven't been any within like the immediate uh, half hour, hour drive range of, of where I live at in northeast L.A. Uh, but, you know, you, you can feel it around. I mean, the, so, uh, some last week, there are a couple of days where the sky was just a different color because of all the smoke in the air elsewhere in the state. Uh, it's pretty scary. Wow, wow, that is pretty serious stuff there. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eye on it. Hopefully it doesn't extend to your side. Let's get that thing taken care of. Let's get back into boxing. Rafe, are you still consuming a high soda diet by any chance? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, yes, well, I've got, I've got a high soda diet. I've got a message for you from one and only Bernard Hopkins. What about soda today? No. Soda is the worst thing. If the soda to me is like liquid crack. Uh, it don't do anything for the body. It's junk and it's part of the obese problem that we have in the country today. So how, how are you going to deal with that? B-Hop coming for you. How are you going to deal with that? He's right. He's, he's absolutely right. It is like crack. I mean, I, I have told my father, don't, don't bring soda around. Don't bring crack around a crackhead. I, <laughs> luckily, it's, luckily it's diet soda. So, well, I don't know if that's lucky or not because obviously there's some chemicals in there which may have other long-term effects, but the, the obesity problem, problem that, that B-Hop was talking about is not, being effect, coming at me too hard from the soda now all the alcohol and the bacon and uh you know buckets of rice that'll that 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 is a problem with my obesity but uh <laughs> soda is not making me more beast your, your hot beef injections all that <laughs> i'm in i'm in beast mode right now would you say there's a chance after hearing that though and seeing the success he's had in his life physically that you consider giving it up I, what I really want to know is if there's a chance. You're saying that there's a chance. Well, this this ain't, this is dumb. This ain't dumb and dumber, Brian. Yeah, that's what I want. I've been trying to kick this stuff since forever. Right. The problem is not the desire. The problem is me. Is it's the willpower. There's certain things that I've been able to to do. You know, I can get my jobs done. I I, I take care of myself. I do. I'm a functional adult on many levels, but. I haven't been able to crack this nut yet. All right. Wow. Wow. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of cracking <laughs> nuts, it's like, wow, wow. Where are you going with this? Wow. All right. We can, too early for load watch, although we do have got some plans for you on that one. All right. You know, just, just trying to help you out in your life. Does your new job at eater.com change your, uh, your potential for obesity? 
Probably, yeah, because anytime the people I'm working with now want to meet up, they're going out for nice dinners. Oh, yeah. I, you know, my boss is visiting L.A. from New York this week, and we're supposed to go out. They got us going out more times this week for fancy dinners than I've been out in the years I've lived here. Wow, I think you should take your hand out of the pop, hand out of the bacon, and consider putting your hand back in clitoris, because we know that did work for Manny. The gloves of, uh, that I use in clitoris is, uh, you know, I like this glove. It's my glove, so... That's his glove. I mean, do you, I don't really want to know much about your personal life, but do you do you ever have your hand in clitoris? Because it, it could really change your physical outlook here. I, I I like the glove too. Sometimes I have a hard time finding the glove of clitoris in my house, but Ayo. when I can, that's Ayo. what she that is what she said. Wow, wow, wow! Already this this thing right off right off the rails. Another hot beef injection. All right, speaking <laughs> of beef, Rafe. Golden Boy launched their Facebook boxing crusade this past weekend. Not a lot of fights to really recap here. And by not a lot, I mean really one, maybe. And Facebook Golden Boy is is launched. Little bit of uh, some issues on that launch where the live stream went down for three rounds in the middle of the main event. We'll forget that ever happened. But my man and yours, Todd Grisham, debuting as the host, as the play-by-play man. And A.C. Slater himself, Mario Lopez as the color. Did you watch this? Did you watch Jojo Diaz miss weight by 13 pounds and win, beat this schlub? What, what do you got for me? Oh, come on. That, 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 Jesus Rojas is no schlub. I mean, he came in there to fight. He did all right. He, he, he made a fight out of that. Right. And, uh, yeah, I watched it. I, luckily, I watched it after the fact, so I didn't have to deal with any of those technical difficulties. But uh, I'm hopeful that the good folks at Golden Boy and Facebook can iron those, iron those out in future dates. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it, it was it was not a very uh, remarkable fight. But what are you going to do? It was free, right? Wasn't it free? I don't even I know what is what's free anymore. Nothing's free. free. Yeah, you need As a it, Wi-Fi connection. You know what they yeah. say? If it's free, if it's free, you are the product. Uh, that's very true. Uh, let me ask you this. Did you catch that little drop of audio magic that our listeners, the listeners of the ITC who support and stand out on the street corners with the political signs for hashtag LoadWatch2018, that's the political platform they stand for. That's what we stand for. Did you hear the little variation that AC Slater gave us during during that co-main event? You want to play it right now? Here we go. He, he may have shot his watch still. Those hands are heavy. Those were heavy hands and heavy balls. Whoa. I mean, you know, he may, you know, he may have, he may have done that, Rafe. I don't want to play all of them, but you know, I mean, he may have. Oh, come on, come on. Let him shoot his no, 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 Sal, Sal Pellet, end it. Uh, great, great stuff from, from Slater there. I, this is one of the, uh, we have boxing to thank for this. Only boxing could somehow create a, this a scenario in which Mario Lopez, AC Slater is Saying uh, he may have shot his wad there. I mean, this is this is entertainment <laughs> tonight. AC Slater, Preppy, come on! And you, you're the biggest Saved by the Bell guy on the planet. You must have been. How, how did? Were you able to contain yourself? Were you able to hold your load? In terms of uh, Saved by the Bell related load moments, I would say that was third behind Zach and Lisa kissing in the senior season uh, play episode, and all not the play episode because he kissed Jesse. Then the other episode where he kissed Lisa, and also of course Showgirls. You know, because what people don't remember about Showgirls is that it was NC-17, brother. And what people don't remember is that your boy BC was the was a senior member of the cross-country team in high school that year. And I 
personally, single-handedly rallied together the troops, and I got the entire team to go that night to the theater, and the kids that didn't have driver's license produced fake birth certificates. We had a full system. We got the entire team in there because it was one of those cultural moments, Rafe, that you had to see opening night. Of course, you had to see it in a theater with like 55 other men because that's just how it goes in life sometimes. I mean, I'm not judging you, but... Do you have a similar story? Because we packed that theater with screaming, raging teenagers ready to see Jesse Spano. You got to remember, I'm a couple years younger than you, Brian. So I was that, that NC-17 was a real bummer for me. I just I, I I was SOL. You know, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't even go in with my older friends or with my older cousin or somebody to to bring me in. Uh, and they were pretty serious about that because that, that was such a you know, but back that I do remember back in those days when an NC-17 movie came out, it was people were like, "Oh my, what is this? What is I'm like? Oh!" And they would actually they they took that seriously at some of those theaters, like like Color of Night with Bruce Willis and Jane March. Wow, wow, Rafe, that's a but you know that Jesse Spano thing. I mean, it was you'll just always remember where you were, Rafe. It was just one of those like I can't believe this person from this show that we all love and idolize is taking that next step. And I don't mean that Jamie Foxworth next step from the Urkel show when she went down the deep end. I just mean, you know, a, a, a soft next step. And, and it turned out to be pretty hard too. I don't know where, where, I don't know how we got here, Rafe, but that was a good moment. By the way, that night when I came home, I had a sort of like, Drop a lie to my parents because I didn't want to be like you know they were, what movie did you see I didn't want to be like you know I could have I, I should have just came home and said oh we drank some beers I probably would have probably would have been less of an awkward moment than coming home and being like well we watched Showgirls so I remember I quickly tried to think on the spot of what movies were also showing I'm like oh we saw that uh, Chu Wong Fu uh, thanks for calling movie my dad goes the Patrick Swayze one where they all dress like women and I'm like yeah and I realized in that moment and the disappointment on his face I should have just told the truth Rafe. I should have just told the truth to win back the band's respect. Someday, Mark Kriegel will co-author a book about that moment with you. I'm looking forward to it, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go deep. We're gonna dig real deep in that, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you some tough questions. Yeah. It's not gonna be. A, it ain't gonna be no piece of cake. You know, we're gonna take you into deep waters. Wow. Give you the real deal. This wow. is the real now. This is, ain't Birdo. You're facing the real one. This is what I asked. This is you gonna this get. Is what I'm this is what you gonna get this. And that's what I want. The real deal. The raw dog. No, 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 this no, is the no, real no, one. No raw dog. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, shout out to uh, <laughs> like, one of our. Guerrero's like, no, that's not what I want. That's Sorry. not at all I, I what I want. That statement, no. Uh, uh, shout out to at quality bloke on Twitter. His name is Don Hearn, which and he's got an uh, a Don King. Uh, avatar there he, he's the one who well, it's not don king it's the it's the photoshop of eddie hearn's face into don oh, king's i didn't zoom hair in. and face well so his it's, banner it's, photo quality bulk's banner photo by the way is this out of zoom picture from a boxing red carpet but the only zoomed in part is leonard ellerby's face when he was asked uh that, that like funny question by that do you know what i'm talking about who did that interview is that a ringer operation Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Right, anyway, his 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 subject line on his Twitter is respect box. So shout out to at quality bloke for that one and anyone else who respect the the loads being watched. But Rafe, I have an important boxing media question for you. Mm. That team of Todd Grisham and AC Slater, you gotta imagine they're slaying after they're they're laying, praying and slaying after that show's over. Well, Who's during during the during, potentially during the show, you're right. No 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 no. I'm saying during the uh 
during the Rojas and Joseph Diaz Jr. fight, during between rounds a couple times, they were showing the crowd. It was in Hollywood at a club, and they had, like, lots of attractive people there. And Todd Grisham, on occasion, would, would make it a remark, being like, oh, Mario, check it. Yeah, looking good out here. And, and uh, you know, Slater was just shutting it down. So He's you're like, saying I'm TG... I'm a married man. This ain't happening. We ain't wow. doing this. So TG was trying to scout on the air... Slater's shutting it down because I was going to say which dynamic duo is slaying more. Is it is it TG and, and AC Slater or is it Todd and Chris Algieri on those top rank undercards? Are we spreading avocado on not just toast? What are we doing here? <laughs> I, mean, I, I can't even. Yeah, uh, let's, let's shut down the show right now. I mean, we're just a bunch of jackers. Guns bummer, you game. All right, Rafe, um, boxing news happened this week. DAZN and Eddie Hearn announced the particulars for their, quote, Worlds Collide, October 6th, U.S. debut on that streaming app, getting up in that app. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be in Chicago, and they had a press conference, and the headliner is Jesse Vargas versus washed Thomas DeLorme. Your thoughts? It's interesting, Brian. It is interesting. Um... I was a little surprised that – well, it, it, it's like they have a lot of names on this card, right? It's it, They have four different guys who we have seen fight at a pretty high level, and you don't – we don't – we're not used to seeing cards like that. Usually the fighters you've heard of are only involved in, say, the co-main and the main, and then the rest is just undercard guys, prospects, whatever. Uh and so that is kind of promising or at least something to for the folks in Chicago to, to feel good about. But, man, the matchmaking is rough. And, you know, you start with that headliner of Vargas Delorme. We know we know who Delorme is. And, and it's, it'll be interesting a little bit just because Jesse Vargas seems to always fight to the level of his competition. You know, he's always just like basically right where the other guy is. But – uh, so, so it, it, Delorme may actually come out looking better than he usually does when he fights at this level because he usually just gets knocked out at this level. But, and then you go down it. I mean, you just, you want to talk about ugly matchmaking. Do we, we, I think we mentioned it last week, but good God, big oh, baby boy. Miller versus Tomas Adamek. Oh boy. Coming back. He's been, he's been banished, exiled dude, to Poland for like the last him? five years. Did you see him get up to the podium? Dude, he looked like a washed grandfather. He looked like, like he was about 55, ready to mow the lawn, like hair, bad hairline, bad, like, wow. Did you see Eddie Hearn called him a boxing legend too? Your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I don't know if I would quite go so far as to call him boxing legend, but perhaps, uh, Newark, New Jersey legend. You know, he, he fought in, some, in front of some big Polish crowds there at the Prudential Center. You know, ask the people at main events. They will tell you, Adamic is a draw. People show up. The people come out because they want to see, they want to see Tomas Adamic. I don't know. I mean, he's been um, in so wars. Man, like, the two Paul Briggs fights, the first no, no, Cunningham no, no. fight. Had, I mean, a great good fights. career. Good, good ass fighter. Uh, but that, 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 that is over. He's lost to Arthur Spilka and we saw Spilka get bombed out by our guy, schlubby Adam Kaunatsky from Brooklyn, uh, who, why not? That's the thing. I know they know each other, have a little relationship. Why not try and get Kaunatsky on this instead of, you know, a younger, more legit heavyweight version of Adamic at this point? Why not have him fight Miller? That's exactly. a decent fight. Arthur Spielka, somebody with a little bit more of a pulse. Spielka, wow, wow, Spielka. I don't know about that, man. Well, Spielka's pretty, 
He's, he's past it. I got more on Adamic in a second, but Delorme, when I first read this, Rafe, I, I laughed out loud. But I was coming from like a Glenn Tapia wash standpoint, like let's save this guy from himself. I assumed like Taps, he was on like a five fight knockout streak. The reality is Delorme's still only been stopped by Abregu and Bud Crawford. I thought it was worse than that. He's coming off a decision loss to your Dennis Ugas. I thought it was a lot worse. It's not that bad. The losses are actually spaced out. So when you go to Delorme's record and you look at it, you go, oh, maybe I should chill a little bit. But at first thought, you're like, oh, man. Yeah, but it's still uh, the ways that Delorme has lost. He's been kind of, I hate to say it, so thoroughly exposed, right? There's no, it's very hard to see him competing at a meaningful level at welterweight. And now Jesse Vargas, we've seen his pro like at what a, a fringe top ten welterweight. I mean, he really. I know he had that belt that he won in again, you know, against Saddam Ali, but then lost to Manny. He's he Vargas is is right there. He's a, a solid fighter. Uh, so again, Delorme may end up looking okay. Uh, but ugh, it, it's hard to get up for that fight. I'll tell you the fight that I'm looking forward to, and I don't even know anything about English light heavyweight Callum Johnson, except for the the quick knockout he had of Frank Buglioni earlier this year. <laughs> but at least he's fighting Artur Beterbiev, and it's good to see Beterbiev back in a ring after, and you know, signing his little deal in the in the McDonald's or whatever fast food. You know that I'm that stuff that gets me fired up. And at least this is a, a this like Johnson has. A, you know, he, he earned the shot at this. He, he earned his mandatory. So it'll be in, like, like, at least that's, that's like a, a meaningful fight. It's not something that I'm like, what is this? Where did you, what, what, how did this come from wherever it came from? It's not, I'm just befuddled by it. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. You, you better believe that. It's not a good card. Let's not act like it is. There are names. I mean, we get to see Big Baby Miller. Did you hear Tommy Adamek drop a triple G when he stood up to the podium? Good luck for my opponent. I'm respecting him, he's a good boy, young boy, but I'm older and smarter. We'll see who is a better October 6th. Thank you. He's a good boy, he is a young boy, and Miller got up to the podium and then like laughed at him, was like, ha, I call me a young boy, and this is what he went on to say. Anthony Joshua might be the best in England, but he ain't the best in the world. That's how I see it when it comes to America. It's me and Alabama barbecue sauce Deontay. Sooner or later, I'm gonna cook everyone. First, it's gonna be this guy. If you don't know Big Baby, you will soon. Hard work, dedication, cheeseburgers. Let's Come. get it. End quote. Little, little George Foreman, little Floyd Mayweather in there. What do you got? I get it. Yeah, Big Baby cannot be out here saying I'm, – I'm sure he does work hard, and it is always impressive the level of activity he maintains for a guy who carries around that much weight and and, and has the physique that he has. Man, I, I, the takeaway I had looking at some of the pictures from that event – Big baby looks huge. Like he, he, when he, he, he actually looks better with his shirt off than in a sweatsuit. Cause in a sweatsuit, it's just like, who's this big pear looking dude wandering wow. around? He's a fighter. Uh, Remember two fights uh, you know, ago when, on HBO, he didn't look that great. And he told us on this podcast that like, I slimmed down for it. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going back to being big baby. He just wants to be, you know, flabby. Yo, uh, it's his body. It obviously has worked for him this far. He should not mess with it too much as long but that it, it is also the sort of thing that you, you got to think it will catch up with him eventually yeah. like as you age as an athlete it gets harder and harder to get away with that kind of stuff you have this 
you know, amazing genetics that allows you to carry around that weight and still be quick and athletic. But that that puts that that sort of, you, you know, you have a shorter shelf life that way. But, well, you know, I, he ain't there yet. And we'll see how far he can get before then. Um, You know, some of the stuff with this fight with Big Baby, he like he's talking so much about Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder talking about like when I love when American heavyweights say Anthony Joshua ain't nothing in the States. Nobody knows who he is. You know what? Nobody knows who any of the American heavyweights are here either. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> oh, boy. Do not drink any more soda, uh, Big Baby Miller or Rafe Bartholomew. Let B-Hop set you straight. Um, Rafe, we, uh, I don't have anything else for news. This is, this is boxing's dead period. I, I wanted to do a show this week because we got, I sick dog, man. You got anything else to tell me? We're going to do the weekend preview. We're going to play a little, what's it look like? You got anything else in the news cycle and the sound drop cycle and the, what, what's going on in your life? You got anything to share? What are you watching on Skinamax? What's going on here? Uh, okay, all right, I guess. I mean, I'm curious, uh, where I want to take your temperature on the Canelo Triple G uh, war of words at the moment. You know, they, they're starting to get some good stuff back and forth at each, with, with each other. You know, Canelo is just mad saying, uh, he's gonna, he's, he's gonna destroy, I don't even know. He, he, Canelo is just doing the Canelo thing. He doesn't really speak. He had, did, did you see his, uh, his, his little call with, he had last week? Did he say anything there? I did not see that. So I've been, simultaneously so out on caring about the the quotes that they give now and so in on the fight being there watching it getting fired up for it that week the press conference away and all that stuff i'm somehow both at the same time the only thing i read was uh lance pugmire's uh la Times story that basically said all those reporters came up to big bear for a media day but they got there too early and they were getting in the way of gennady's run and they were following him around he like flipped out and tried to cancel the whole media day on them and ended up doing a sit down on a park bench for like a select like four or five reporters. At this point, I was at the media luncheon with Gennady at, at the UFC fight in July. Not, he has got nothing to say. And Canelo is, is already now canceling on, on reporters in his uh, San Diego training camp and doing very select stuff. They don't have anything to say, Rafe. So I don't care I'll, about that, but let I, let me, do. let me, let me, let me, let me, let me create some beef here. Let me cook yeah. up some steak for you. I know you like meat. Let me do this. Uh, so we have Eddie Reynoso, Canelo's trainer had this nice, I like the way when they, when they basically just call, Golovkin and Abel Sanchez dumb for the stuff they say because some of I mean and I I mean I know they're just saying it to talk up a fight so it's not a big deal nobody is actually means these things but it's still fun when they just be like that is some dumb ass stuff so Eddie is saying look to start with this man doesn't have a Mexican school about Abel he doesn't even have a school we see Abel's fighters every time they come out of a fight they look as if they've been run over by a trailer Golovkin throws his punches wide he doesn't know how to throw them he doesn't know how to stop them. He takes all the punches that are thrown at him. He doesn't know how to counterpunch. He doesn't know how to feint. It's the worst form of stupidity, what they presume the Mexican school to be. To say that young man has a Mexican style is an insult to the Mexican boxer. Wow. Mm. Wow. Uh. Slinging it. Golovkin, he, you know, he, 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 he came back with, uh, at least I liked, I liked the way he responded. He's like, Max, have you listened to what they say? I appear not to be boxer at all. 
what's interesting is why didn't they win the fight the first time? Max, come on. Are you serious? Damn, I thought Triple G was getting in that ass. Wow, wow. Uh, we actually have uh, some sound from Murat Garcia for his thoughts on uh, those comments about his trainer. I don't like cameras, interview. I like training and fighting. Oh, he's a simple man, Rafe. There it is. He didn't want to get involved. So, uh, wow, wow. Um, good, I guess good comebacks back and forth. I just want to be there for the fight. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there with me that weekend in Las Vegas? Of, I would not miss it for the, I need to be there with you. I need us to see our guy, Gareth Davis, the warlock coming in from the UK. We need to get another, another edition in our interview series, yes, learn yes. more about UK fighters. You know, I, I want him to take, pull back the veil. Which reminds me, all right, we want to go through some news. Did you see last week, late last week, uh, Eddie Hearns dancing topless on the yacht yeah. doing the Kiki Challenge to Drake song? So when I first saw that, it was like when I saw the Oscar fishnet picks for the first time. You know what I did to myself right away? I said, that, that's not him. I refuse to find out if it's really him. I'm out. I did that with the Eddie thing because it was so weird. Well, it, it, it's not quite as... uh as out of the norm, perhaps. Now, norms are all relative, right? It's, but it's not quite Oscar and fishnets, I gotta say. I got two um, words for you, Oscar. Fish yeah. nets. Hit me up uh, on top of my D. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but it is funny, like, how that became the talk of every British boxing interview for an entire week. The only, the only thing that you had Coogan and the IFL crew going around with their cameras at every event. Being, so what can you say? What do you think about Eddie's dancing? Is a top bloke or not? And, you know, Tyson Fury calling him a tosser and a dosser and a jacker and a wanker and everything under the sun, even an S house. Wow. Wow. Hey, the only other bit of news is apparently you and I are the only people who didn't know what this meant. So thank you to every single listener of the In This Corner podcast who DM'd and tweeted at us and were like, yo, a-holes, you don't know those Tyrone-style videos? And then, like you, when I finally watched it and saw the Vine collections on YouTube, I'm like, oh, my God, I, of course, know that guy. How did I ever forget? Yes, Angel's so uh inventive. That I, I thought think he, it, I think it's because of Angel that like I just, I, I just, he is such an original. I expect everything he does to be, to come from whatever strange twisted part of his mind that <laughs> belongs only to him. That he, I didn't, I don't think of him as bringing in outside references. I'm going to be crushed if someone can demonstrate to me that he did not make up Argentino Valentino exactly. about about Lucas Matisse. If that happened, my world is just coming down. Or if Fish Scales is some reference to like a joke in well, the Big Chill movie. We or know what that is. We 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 that was our. We got to stop quoting Angel Garcia because he makes us look more out of touch than anything else. Back in the Grantland days, when the fir- the Fish Scale video first came out, we were out here trying to like, oh, is he trying to reference the fish nets? I mean, it sounded like a couple of real. Um, noobs or whatever you want to call us, really not down, really not down. And look, we are really not down, so we aren't faking anything. Yeah, we but we, we don't get into it was, the booger sugar. Fish scales, in case you've forgotten, it's a drug reference. It's 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 way in coke. Um, that's why he's saying hit him up on the D. You can you know he'll hook him up. Yeah, well, all right, all right, we're fine with that. Let's let's we got to roll on. Hey, let's bring in the one and only, the king of the royal storm. What the what the heck is this guy's nickname? The royal storm. You're damn right it is. All right. <laughs> Our favorite 122-pound fighter in the world straight out of Ghana. It's Isaac Dogbe. Enjoy. 
Isaac Dogbay, my man. How you doing? Doing great, Isaac. It's Brian Campbell and Rafe Bartholomew of the CBS Sports Boxing Podcast. Can you hear us? I can read perfectly. All right. What a night for the In This Corner podcast, and what a night for Ghana Boxing to get you on the show. What a night for Ghana Boxing. Big fans, Isaac. The, the, the royal storm has invaded this show. You got to be fired up ahead of this next fight, man. How is life being on top of the world and only climbing higher? Right now, I first was in for August 25th. You know, I just can't wait. You know, um, I mean, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back in the ring. And get, I just, I, I love it. I love it. Once, once I get in the ring, I just, I just feel at home, you know, so. Um, yeah, I just can't wait. All right, we are going to see you, of course, on ESPN, August 25th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, when you defend your WBO Junior Featherweight title against Hidenori Otaki. I think I'm saying that right, Isaac. This guy's a veteran, been around yeah. the game in his late 30s. You, you, you've already yeah. promised a knockout. What type of fight are we going to expect here? You know, Otaki is strong. You know, physically strong. And um, you know, for for a man to be in his in his uh, in his late thirties, you know that he developed his man's strength. You know, uh, you know, both of the Japanese fighters, they're always in great condition. And he's one of those guys where that he just keeps coming, he just keeps going forward. So he's a he's a comfort fighter, I'm also a comfort fighter. And I mean, um, I guess one person is gonna have to go back. Well, but I think the back step, you know, so, and I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to this fight because it's sort of like, I have to prove something, there's something I have to prove, you know, this, uh, this is the beginning of, you know, um, of, of, of great things that's happening in my career so far, so, I'm just going to defy work from round one, so whenever I stop him, you know, I know he's strong, I know he's going to come to fight, he has to come and fight, because he's got nothing to lose, and, um, yeah, so it's just going to be one of those fights where, you know, we have to play against, you have to, you have to use his own strengths against him. Right. Isaac, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, kind of looking back at the fight where you, won, where you won the title off of Jesse Magdaleno and knocked him out late in the 11th round. Uh, in that fight, you know, you, you had that early knockdown. He got, he caught you early. Uh, what was it? You know, just what, tell us about that moment and, Sort of your how you how you bounce back from that was it a shock to all of a sudden be down like that and then how'd you get back up and and sort of work your way back into the fight and eventually take over? Well, you know, um, I believe that it was I believe it was meant to happen. You know, um, I went down for the first time, I got back up, I put him down also for the first time, he also got back up, and um, it made the fight exciting. You know. Um, no one gets into the into a fight expecting um expecting um not expecting to not expecting to, to to be knocked down. I wasn't expecting to to be knocked down in that fight, but Jesse managed to put me down for the first time. Um I took it, you know, I wasn't hurt but I got I got back up and, you know, I just just cruised in, you know. Um I believe that's all part of God it's all part of God's plan. And um it made a fight exciting. It made, it made that before you, before you, you, um, you achieve something great, you have to go through some sort of adversity. 
Abel, it taught me a lot, you know, it taught me that, you know, you can go down. Uh, the issue isn't about staying down, it's about you picking yourself back up and just going out there, staying focused and um, listening to the corner. And um, yeah, just everything that you're practicing, just putting into place. And everything just um, um, turned out that way. And it was great, it was great. I loved it. Isaac, we have played sound on the show before of you getting yourself up, fired up before fights. You're screaming. It almost sounds like you're a professional wrestler coming out there, getting yourself hyped up. <laughs> Only professional wrestlers are, are faking. They're fooling around. This seems for real from you, like you're the true warrior at heart that you show in the ring. How important is it you to sell yourself, not just as this blood and guts warrior, but a guy with a big personality, a guy who can get us to take notice by what you do on the microphone? Well, you know, um, it's all part of it. When you have a team, you have a great team around you. You know, it's like everyone is connected. You get to you get to a point where you know that everyone, all all uh, the people in the team, everyone's spirit is connected. We all, you know, headed towards one goal. So when that time comes, it's just like, you know, you just have to go for it. You know, it's like, you know. You come from one of the royal families in in, um, in Ghana, as a royal body, the body royal house of Anyaku in the Mosa region. So I mean, more 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 in our blood. You know, my great grandfather was in World War Two. So I guess my father, my father is an ex-military personnel. So I guess um, the the warrior spirit is there. It's just that this this trip. We're not fighting. We're not fighting with bow and arrows anymore, you know. So we just have to we, we settle our ball in the ring. I mean, um, it's all part of it, man. It, it just it's a way to to, um, to pump yourself up. And um, once you get in the ring, you know that you're unstoppable, and God is taking the God is God is taking you all the way, man. My favorite Ghanaian boxer was always Ike Corte with that bazooka jab. But you're making quick work to try to become our new favorite boxer from Ghana. What is it about these guys from this tiny country that all fight, like you said earlier, like warriors? What is it in the water there? What the heck is going on in Accra, Ghana, that they're always producing these tough, these tough, amazing fighters? Well, you know, back in those days, yeah, you know, what my father used to tell me was that these people, they work really, really hard. You know, they wake up early morning and go fishing on a canoe with no, like, just doing the, the, the proper hard labor. You know, the physical, the physical stuff. They're not using no machine to, to propel, to propel, um, the, the canoe or anything. Just proper, just, you know, just, just going at it, you know, physically. So physically they were strong. And they believe that, you know, they have to, they have to make it at all costs. You know, so that was, um, that was a thing back then. You know, but nowadays, that sort of, um, that sort of, uh, fire, it died down. You know, it died out. That's why you don't, um, there weren't any world champions for a very long time. You know, until, we came, the Rise of Africa promotions, that's um, a promotional company that was set up by my, by my father and myself, you know, and we, we, we um, revived boxing in Ghana. You know, and as of now, boxing is buzzing once again. Everyone, people, when they hear about Ghana boxing,
they know that Ghana boxing is back on the boxing map in the world. And um, yeah, we are very grateful. We've done a great job, um, and we know that it's just gonna be, it's just gonna keep climbing higher and higher. That's great, uh, Isaac. I, n- now this, I this I don't want to get us into any trouble here. I I, th- th- I know this can get a little controversial sometimes. I grew up in New York with uh, you know a lot of friends who were from Ghanaian or Nigerian backgrounds, and they always argued with each other about. Uh, who made the best jollof rice, Nigeria <laughs> or Ghana? Ghana jollof rice is the best. No, that's no it. Doubt. No, no, that's it. No, no more, nothing more. You don't need to say any, any, anything again. Ghana jollof is the best. So you're not, you don't, you're not mad at. What, what about you know? You're not worried about turning off Nigerian American fans who might be like, oh no, 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 we have the best. I'll be aiming for, I'll be aiming to 
Our aim is to become a five, a five to six way division, a five to six way division world champion. Wow. Wow. You're only 23 years old right now fighting at 122 pounds. If you become a five division, six division champion, that's going to take you up to the money divisions, Isaac. You ready to put on that weight, that muscle, grow into that? Most definitely, you know, I'm I'm growing. That's why we want to, you know, once one once um God, by the help of God, when we get rid of um the general attacking August twenty fifth, we're looking for the unified division. We're looking for the fighting any of the world champions in my division. That is uh, with the VDC champion, that's with Vargas, then the Roman for the um, the VPO, the IBF, um, right, Kiki Iwasa, you know, and then you know we move up to the featherweight. When we go there, you know, just go and go up there, and chasing those champions up there too. You know, just destroy them and then keep moving up. You know, we've got a plan, and our plan, our plans, you know, once we seek it and we work towards it, God makes all things possible. So we're really looking forward to it. Now, there's a name at 122 that's been there forever, Isaac. They call him Rigo, the Jackal, Guillermo Rigandau. Do you have any interest in getting up in that? Well, you know, before before I became a champion, Reagan now, you know, but a lot of people used to say that my father was delusional, that, you know, um, I wanted to be the first person to knock him out. But I guess, you know, Machenko took the lead and stopped him. I guess, look, when that fight comes, we, were, we, were, we, we welcome any fight. We welcome any fight, you know. We don't, we don't, I've never, well, I have never backed away from any fight. My father has never backed away from any fight. All the fights I've had, you know, most of the time they always say it's too early in my career to start the present. But we believe, you know, we believe, we believe in, um, we believe in ourselves. We believe that, you know, we put them in front of us. We we'll find ways and means. We we'll adapt to any situation, and we'll come up on top. We'll come up winning. And if you keep winning and keep moving up, eventually they're going to mention that name of the pound-for-pound king of Vasily High-Tech Lomachenko. Are you ready for people to start mentioning that name in a couple of years and put Isaac Dogbay's name in the same sentence? Are we talking about a super fight of the low-weight classes? I'm getting fired up over here, Royal Storm. Of course, of course. You know, that's, that's what boxing is about. We're supposed to make boxing great again. You know, boxing should not be like a business. You know, don't and champions are fighting champions. You know, when you talk about, um, you know, the three kings, you talk about Shikari Leonard, you talk about Marvin Hagler, you talk about Robert Duran. You know, these guys are fighting among themselves. They're fighting the best out there. We, that's the same, that's the same thing that we want to do. The same thing that you know, we also want to create, the same atmosphere. And when, when, when you mention, when you hear as a good fighting, you know that he's fighting another world champion. You know he's fighting another powerful pound king. So that's what's gonna make boxing great again. That's a, that's exactly who we are trying to we're trying to achieve in the way division. In any division that we are in. You know, trying to like put the fire back inside trying to put the fire back in the division once again, you know, and just just just, just make boxing exciting. You know? Make boxing great again put that on a hat with isaac dogbay's name next to it i love it saturday august 25th espn 10 30 p.m eastern 
you'll defend your WBO Junior Featherweight title against Hidenori Otaki. That's the same card, of course, that Ray Beltran defends his lightweight title against Jose Pedraza. Isaac Dogbay, thank you for joining us. We know the listeners of this show will be following you closely on this rise. We know we will, too. Fired up for this, brother. Thank you for joining us. Best of luck. And thank you so much. You know, at this, at, at this moment, I'm in Harrisburg. Um, we're actually driving driving to Penn State University because I've been admitted at um, Penn State University, which I'll be, I'll be, um, I'll be starting in the in the spring. So I'm really loving it out here. Um, very soon we'll be going to um, Arizona just to, you know, camp there, just finish up, just finish up, you know, attention touches. baby. Watch out for the Royal Storm. When you hear the name Isaac Royal Storm today, you know it's all fireworks, all action. No! 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 There we go. Love it. Thanks, Isaac. Be well, man. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, Rafe. The Royal Storm just invaded this podcast. Apologies to anyone out there with the audio difficulties. If they missed a few words in between, we do what we do to make it work. But Dog Bay brought it. Your guy. We got your guy on this, on this show. We said, Hey, Evan Korn, get us Dog Bay. We got him. Your thoughts. I am glad we got him. We got him, Brian. Um, I also missed a few words. Um, gotta say, I don't know if this feels like a big day for in this corner at this moment, but I look forward to getting a not in transit Isaac Dogbe someday and really being able to give him the true in this corner treatment, trying to get some, get, get him fired up like we are. Well, he got, I, I, I slithered through a couple of the sound audio drops there and heard what he was saying. He's ready, Rafe, to win titles in five to six weight classes. So that means 122. All the way up to the 40-47 gap. That is mimicking the Pacquiao rise. He's ready to be a pay-per-view star. The guy has balls. He fights like a gangster. And like I a never tough gang member, Brian. I never screwed so many Ghanaian women oh, in stop my this. life. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, 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 hey. This is- Hey, whoa, whoa. A little bit of respect and decency. Uh, you gotta love those type of balls, Rafe. You gotta. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I, I remember he mentioned that after the Magdaleno fight, uh, there, there was talk of how they have plans to go all the way up to welterweight winning titles. That's a, it sounds great. Everyone should love to do that. It's hard. He's such a muscular guy. He's built like, uh, you know, like basically the, like the thing from the, from, from the Fantastic Four. I mean, he is just solid, just carved from stone, kind of one of these guys with that kind of physique. And he's not very tall. So you look at him, you're like, where's the weight going to go? How do you, how do you scale that up? If he, certainly I could see it going up to, you know, featherweight, going up to, Maybe 130. Maybe if he's doing great, up to 135 because of there because there could be big fights there. But wow, all the way to 147. It's it's interesting. The ambition is there. Shoot, just keep winning. That's all. Keep fighting. Keep winning. We we, we mentioned this before. What I want is for our guy, the monster, 
now now yet Inoue Ooh. to 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 blast through bantamweight and go up to 122 and try and catch dog bay while they're still there wow see i i love obviously i love that and i take that i do want to, i sort of like when a guy's been the guy in a division forever i want to see the next guy take him out so i do want to see a rigandel fight i want to see dog base you know aggressive crazy style if he gets back this uh this otaki guy 37 year old he's gonna get past him what are we talking about no no seriously if he gets past otaki I want to see that sort of passing of the torch. And then when he mentioned featherweight as the next division, Rafe, there's so much business to do there. As long as Bob can do it, I think he can because a lot of, you know, not all those featherweight names are, are specific Heyman guys, right? I mean, maybe you can get Frampton. Maybe you can do some other things. There's fights to make there if Dog Bay keeps being the guy that he was against Magdaleno, who's going to be vulnerable, get in firefights, win those firefights, and have these things happen. Let me say for something. Yeah, I mean, we, we got a new, we may have a new, you know, I mean, we've said it before, but he may be that guy. Let's give him that chance. Hey, he's going to Penn State to study, right? He's going to be in it back on TV in Arizona in two weeks. This guy, he speaks English. He's, he can deliver a soundbite. He's got a fighting chance, Rafe. You got to win the fight. So let's not put the pound for pound cart before the horse here and start talking about Lomachenko, even though that got me fired up. But we don't really know how good this guy is, but we know that. Uh, again, he's he, he's got balls. He's got he's got the uh, he's you know to him it's a it's a man versus man th- type of thing. I am more man. I have bigger huevos. It's that type of thing for him, and he will put those huevos on your plate, Rafe. With a little and that was an interesting part of the of the interview when he sort of reflected back on his royal roots and his sort of strong this like really deep lineage in his family, kind of. And that's that's so because he, he, he has a he's not. In the way that we expect a lot of boxers to be, especially guys from other countries, he doesn't have quite the same story of coming up the the hardest possible way. He's grew up partly in London. He's gone back and forth between Accra and Ghana and and the UK. Uh, and so, but but in, for him, it's like that 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 royal those those that royalty that that warrior background that sort of our, my family fought in this and this and this going back generations. He draws strength from that as much as other fighters may may draw from how hard their personal up, upbringing may have been. All right, Rafe, it is weekend preview time and you know why i love to do that because it's time to pick your brain to find out do you care about the televised fights we have offered and it begins thursday on espn plus rice k iwasa versus tj doheny for iwasa's junior featherweight ibf title 12 rounds from tokyo do you care that's a no from me dog it's one of those where it's like, thank you for ESPN Plus adding a lot more boxing. I'm down with 500 cards a year, but I'm not going to care about ones like this. I'm sorry. Oh, look, it's a classic wait and see fight, right? It's for a title. It's for a couple of fighters who I'm not terribly familiar with. I will turn in my hard car, hardcore card to anyone who demands it. Uh, and if this turns out to be a great fight or one, whoever wins puts on a great performance and people, and there's buzz over it saying, Hey, you got to check this guy's a re- like, you can't ignore this. Cool. I'll go, I'll yeah. go watch it afterwards. If but I it a, ain't, if I get a voicemail from you and this is all that it says. Oh, wow. Somebody, uh, put some, uh, cool him down. Cool him down there. 
All right, Friday night, Indio, California, your backyard, correct? Um, yeah, if, if you can call within a two-hour drive my backyard. <laughs> ESPN2 and Deportes, I believe this is another Golden Boy special. Andrew Cancio versus Dardan Zanunaj, Junior Lightweight's 10 rounds main event. I don't care, do you? That's a Zanuno from me. All right, but the co-main, you just might. Yoshihiro Kamagai is going to run into oncoming traffic against Greg Vendetti. Junior middleweights, 10 rounds. Kind of, yeah, I kind of care about that, you? Yeah, if it, I'm down in a Friday Night Fights kind of way, and that's, that's basically what this is, taking the uh, the place of the golden boy on ESPN is a, is a Friday Night Lights level kind of deal. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right. Did you just say Friday Night Lights? Yeah, I'm down with the Friday Night Lights and the Friday Night Fights, man. Buzz Bissinger, let's let's rock Gucci together. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Texas forever. If only I could find that soundbite. Hey, Friday Night in Chihuahua, Mexico. Not a televised card. Normally, I don't bring up this level to you. But shout out to Saul Roman. He's in the main event, 12 rounds middleweights against Mario Lozano. Could be Mario Antonio Lozano. I'm not really sure. But the point is this. You know that dude, Saul Roman? He's almost like the Mexican Anthony Mundine. He fights in seven weight classes. He's got like the cornrows. Do you know him well? I was thinking <clears throat> Saul Roman is the guy who got blasted out by Curtis Stevens on yes. NBC Sports. You're damn right. Years ago. Yeah, you damn, you damn right. That to guy. To set up the Triple G fight as if, oh man, you see, he knocks Al Ruman out, man. He's ready. He's 43 and 11 with 35 KOs. He's 38 years old, but he's still plugging away, Rafe. And I bring him up right here because he's fought everybody. These are the men who have taken his soul in a knockout victory, all right? Jesus Sotocaras, Marco Antonio Rubio, Sergio Martinez, Thomas Oosthuizen, Vanis Martirosian, Curtis Stevens, and Charles Hatley. And he's also had decision losses to Gabe Rosado and Yuri Foreman. This is one of those dudes that we consider a wash jobber, but he lingers. And when you linger, you end up fighting 30 named fighters in your career and you get knocked out by half of them. Hey, shout out to Saul Roman, you know? Yeah, and he, I wouldn't say he doesn't even earn the in, in both good and bad ways. The fighters like that, it's hard to think of them as washed because they they didn't quite achieve the level of of whatever elite status to to fall down to being even washed. And they, and also because to keep fighting to extend your career like that and be that sort of gatekeeper style fighter for prospects coming up or guys looking to to sort of test themselves at that mid level you got to know what you're doing right you got to be able to 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 come to fight to give the to 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 give these guys enough in the ring to make it a worthwhile challenge for fighters on their way up for more talented guys like that you got to beat the other you gotta beat the bum level guys in between. You gotta stay in shape. You probably gotta do some other work on the side because I don't know uh, how lucrative it is to be that guy. You're do, you're probably doing some sparring. It's a, you know, you got that, that's a, you, you gotta have a lot of respect. These, those are really the guys who, you know, they're the glue of boxing. They stay very busy. How busy would you like to be this year? Busy. He also once uh, defeated Kasim Uma by split decision. So shout out to him. We already gave him too much time. Saturday, Atlantic City, New Jersey, ESPN, not Deuce, not Ocho, not Plus, the big time. Bro, what is happening with the stream wars? Go ahead. You can tell us what the, I, I saw this and I'm like, what, what, what did, who is deciding what goes on TV and what go, what <laughs> goes behind the paywall on the app? This, I am, 
just I want some logic. Make, make it make it make tell me who's on this card and then make this make sense to me, Brian. The main event. Do you care about heavyweights Bryant Jennings and six foot seven Alexander Dimitrenko? Twelve rounds. Is that a come on? Dimitrenko is the last guy to get knocked out by Joseph Parker. Yes, and he got knocked out by. Uh, Another one of the oh Manuel one of those Manuel Char level guys you know you know what I'm talking about I, hey, I don't look it up don't waste Manuel your time. Char has a weird belt at uh at heavyweight right now he has one of the wait there are three WBA belts at heavyweight right now one belongs to the guy who who, who knocked <laughs> out, knocked out our boy BJ Flores over the weekend that's the interim <laughs> WBA BJ Flores down six times in four rounds uh, in a you know, non-televised card Cody Bellew bombed out took him took his nuts took his soul it's wait, over that was an untelevised card that the WBA somehow appointed for one of their fourteen heavyweight titles. And now we don't even have the footage to see BJ Flores go down I mean, six Brian, times. You in know, four what? every the, the, the past two days, the first thing I've done in the morning is hit YouTube just to see has anyone uploaded some grainy footage. I want to see <laughs> BJ go down six times in four rounds. Show me this. Ah, wow. And then so that's one WEA title. The other one belongs to Manuel Char. I don't even know how he got it. And then the other one, of course, belongs to Anthony Joshua, and that's the one that and and WBA because they're so tight with with russia uh is is the mandatory that povetkin is fighting for later in, in about a month man this stuff is nuts absolutely crazy yeah. anyway jennings dimitrenko what else on this great espn card uh, the co-main is jesse hart mike gavronsky 10 round super middleweights i'll watch it not well, live you, but... you you know much about our guy J- <laughs> gavronsky his name is so much like jabroni oh, it's hard wow. to take him seriously now i gotta look him up to prove you wrong how dare you mike gavronsky he's on a televised espn co-main do you know what that means rafe on a saturday uh, night you know what that means it means he's he's gonna save boxing for us where's my man evan corn when i need him give me a bio on this guy oh he's he's, he's uh he's got nice hair he kind of looks like he could have been the bassist in dashboard conventional 24 <laughs> 2 and 1 rafe from tacoma washington he's six feet tall you're telling me this oh guy is my no god! Jabroni. You know who stopped him? <laughs> that MMA Maybe. fighter, Deshaun Johnson, who knocked down Sergio Mora <laughs> off camera that <laughs> time in Temecula. Oh wow! I don't want this show <laughs> to become a Temecula, sh- Brian. Yeah, I don't want this Woo. show to become one where we make fun of people getting knocked out because we respect box. But uh, he did stop Brian Vera in 2017. So hey. <laughs> In Tacoma, Washington. Good to know Brian Vera was still fighting last year. Yeah, all right. Hey, let's get away from this. But also on that card, Rafe, is uh, Shakur Stevenson, who I care about. Eight rounds against Carlos Ruiz, a featherweight bout. Jason Sosa, remember him from uh, right. from Vasily days? He's fighting Reynaldo Blanco and a guy that we both care about on that undercard. And, and by the way, you can catch those undercard fights on ESPN+. Plus. So this is where I will give them my viewership. Thomas Cornflake Lamana back for another Atlantic City special. Eight rounds, junior middleweights against Matthew Strode. I, I F with, with Cornflake. I'm down Absolutely, with man. I, I, has Corn, is Cornflake still, how many losses do you have right now? I, I mean, I remember his two, first right? loss to Antoine Douglas on Showbox. I thought he stepped up one other time and then around that he's just headlining his parents promoted card in AC right against on, yo, good work if you could get it and he's got a great nickname and got it. I'm down with Cornflake he dropped a uh, decision to Dusty Hernandez Harrison in 2016 ah yes at the 2300 arena that's the ECW arena Rafe but you don't care about that stuff oh I, I definitely look I, I was down for some late night 
public, I like the weird public access channels in New York yes. that carried ECW on Saturday nights just on loops. It, I didn't even know what year the fights were from. Sandman coming out, cracking beers and hitting people with sticks. Those people going nuts. That one guy with the black hair and always in the front. Oh, ah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I didn't know you were down with that. By the way, we could have been hanging out back then. Uh, did, was that before or after on the uh, public access schedule, Max Kellerman's boxing show? Oh, I, that came much later on. I, I, Max, I remember seeing Max on boxing when I, maybe when I was like 10, 12, 13, you know, like in those days. I think he was already on ESPN by the time I got into ECW on the public access. Uh, but man, Joe, it, it, it was crazy. It's funny because Max, he, the, and this was the same for all the New York public access shows. He's sitting there. He's got the phone lines open. He's talking, talking boxing. Then he opens up the phone line. And <laughs> as soon as you pick it up, as soon as first, I'm like 75% are just prank calls. People bored back in the, you know, there wasn't. We didn't have internet like that back then. Uh, so you're just calling up and be like, you know, saying the worst yes. slander, like, yes. you know, racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic. I mean, it was, ever. No, it was brutal. And, and Max would just, Max, Max, some of the hosts are the ones who talk back and be like, oh yeah, well, you know what you are. And then, you know, Max, Max, of course, is, was already like a professional broadcaster. He's like a savant, uh, and would, would basically was always very cool about it, but he, oh, no, man. no, no, Public no, 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 uh, dude, seriously, pre-internet and pre-caller ID. That was the most fun thing ever in the nineties was to prank call like a local cable access political show where they'd have like old guys on to debate who should win like the city of Waterbury mayoral race. And you just call on and like, but you didn't just drop the F-bombs right away. You tried to work yourself into the conversation before you expose and just drop the dong out of nowhere. Like and suddenly they, they got their hands on the rod and they're like, how did I get here? Those were the days, man. People won't understand what the fun we used to have to make back then, right? No, we 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 definitely are. Those, our earlier generations did not have everything figured out for them. You had to go and 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 entertain yourself sometimes. I mean, you had to tape the 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 nickel onto the cable box power button to try to to try to watch the uh, the Spice Channel and like the wavy lines. Like, come on, like you people know that's how we had to live our life back then, Rafe. Uh, it's true. It's true. I didn't even. I I just watched. I just listened, man. I'd turn on the scrambled porn and just listen. Oh, wow. All right. Hey, uh, Saturday from Belfast, Northern Ireland. This is a Showtime Facebook stream and also a same day tape delay on Showtime Extreme. I think it's on the Showtime YouTube page as well. Uh, maybe on the Snapchat. I don't, I, you know, there's a limit. I'm 40 years old now. There's a limit as far, far I'll go, but we care about this card, a double header that kind of moves a little bit of our product. It's Carl Frampton, homecoming bout for him. Is it at that damn uh, soccer stadium thing? Windsor Park, yes. This uh, is his dream. Be, He's been they talking. may have 80K in there. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Get, like, can go, they get, get Godin's nuts on line one, Alex Godinez. By the way, not a bad follow for one of our weird listeners, but not a pretty good follow on Twitter. A you great follow. A great, a great boxing citizen. Yes, I, I like that man a lot. I, I would hang out with that guy and not fear that that my organs could end up outside of my body in a tub later that night. You know what I'm saying? Uh so it's Carl Frampton against Luke Jackson. We established not the former Oregon Duck forward. 12 rounds for Frampton's interim WBO featherweight title. This is the homecoming knockout, right? This is the setup? Yeah. Well, I mean, this guy, I think I think Jackson earned a man. Oh, no, no, they're fighting for a mandatory slot at this point. I think it's, it's your it's, mandatory, it's, my bull. You put your. I, yeah. See, it's got to be your bull. Uh 
Yeah, I think this is and this is some kind of you know the eliminator type fight. I think they have to fight each other. Uh, it's had some good trash talk. Uh, Jackson, because he was an Olympian, has been sort of referencing that. Oh yeah, I fought at a higher level uh, in the amateurs than, than Frampton made it to made it to. And Frampton, of course, is, is is just the better boxer. I mean, Frampton is a very good boxer, uh, and Frampton has just been is like crapping all over that uh, line of thought, saying, "Look, man, you made the Olympics in Australia." You only have to fight two other countries to get there, like to qualify. Pipe down. I'm going to knock you out. He's going to get knocked spark out, as they say. Spark out. Yes, this is a – I like Fred. I got nothing bad to say about Carl Frampton. So whatever. It's not being – the budget of a big network is not being wasted. This will do big business there. We get to watch it on another stream, Battle of the Streams. Don't cross oh. your streams. Oh, my God. Leg cramp, bro. Whoa, oh, whoa. wow. It looked like you were – Looked like you were having a moment right there. I didn't want to jump in on that. That was gross. My wow. is killing me, bro. Oh. Wow. Yo, yo, it is the worst. Um, listeners, I know you feel me. There's nothing worse than a hamstring cramp. Oh, my God. All those years of hoops coming back to you. By the way, speaking of cable access, did you get as far down as you were the the Jerry Jer show, Tampon Man? Did you get that in your area? That guy out of Bridgeport? I, I, I don't urge people to look for it on YouTube because it's the most foul non-PC show there ever was. But Jerry Jer Tampon Man, not a part of your high school upbringing, no? It was not a big part of my high school He had the upbringing. nose ring that connected to the earring and the bloody oh, tampon good. on his head. But, all right, editor, sound editors, remove this part from the show in, in the post-edit. Rafe, you're right here. We, we live. We're live. We're doing it live. I'm back. I'm back. I'm wow. Back. Wow. All right. Hey, uh, the co-main, Rafe. I care a lot about. Okay, I know the yeah. level of competition. Shout out. We got to shout on out me. to the Irish crew. Hey, hey, hey! Here we go. Punches like Mike Tyson. Here we go, yo! Speaking of kicking it to you raw, Rafe, those faces you made while that was going on, while you were massaging your upper thigh, is really bringing the show to an all-new low. Are you going to be able to walk this off? What's going on here? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back, baby. I'm ready. 12 right, rounds. I, I mean, I'm ready to go another 12. I could lay awake just to hear you breathing, but wow. No, no, no. Enough. Uh, Fury is going to face Francesco Pianetta. 10 rounds. Obviously, we think we're going to see more of a test than Surf and Safari recently. What we hope, Rafe, what I hope, is we go some rounds here. We see if Tyson Fury still has the snapping jab, if he's if his waistline has dropped a couple stone in that interim there. We see potentially what he has because we want to see him against Deontay Wilder. And talks are getting to the point where even Espinosa is now saying, yeah, November 10th, pay-per-view, Las Vegas, we're going to try to make it happen. Rafe, that would be a heck of a addition to the combat sports calendar. Like, I know you're not moved by Conor McGregor, Habib Nurmagomedov, even though it's the biggest fight in MMA history, October 6th, but adding potentially Fury Wilder into that fromage of just awesomeness for fight fans, right? SummerSlam this weekend, get fired up. Hey, oh, I care. I want this. I want him to look good against Pianiti so that we can see that fight. Absolutely, man. I do care about this, and I'm curious. I want to I, I wanna see what... Tyson Fury really has, right? We know he's got a great 
mouth on him, right? Not in a oh, way on. that he can sell a fight is what I'm saying. He can sell a fight very well. That's all I mean. Uh, he's, you know, Fury has been talking it up great. He's a wonderful character. We all enjoy that stuff. But the problem is every time he fights, it's, it, or not every time, but so often when he fights, it is such a letdown. And you remember, wait a minute, this guy might just be full of crap. He might be just a full of baloney. And I want to see him put up a little bit more, back him, back up the talk, justify a shot at Wilder. Because if he comes in and looks like garbage again, maybe, maybe that makes it easier to make the fight. Maybe, maybe he decides, hey, I just got, I should just cash out or see if I can get up for this big fight because fighting this at this level is not doing it, cutting it anyway. Uh, and Wilder will be like, cool. But yeah. Well, well said about uh, Fury there, Rafe. And by the way, he did turn 30 this past week. And by the way, you sent me some interesting sound. You want to talk about getting your life back on the tracks if your train fell over. He's been there and back. He's making a comeback. And on Instagram, he sent another one of those Monday motivational things on his birthday. What do you want from your life? And whatever you want, go out there and take it. Nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody, Rafe. Nobody's going to give him a victory over Pianiti. He's got to go out there and take it, Rafe. And the man in question here, I know we mentioned him before when this fight was originally announced, but Francesco Pianetta, 6'5", 33 years old, born in Italy, fights out of Germany. You've seen him lose to the usual suspects, which means a Shagayev loss by KO in a title fight. In fact, I did not see that, but I definitely believe it. The TKO loss to Kevin Johnson, and just recently a decision loss in his last bout to Petar Milas, the 11-0 and German, or, or, or whatever. He was, of course, got the title loss to Klitschko by TKO in 2013. Wow. Brian, is he the guy that, well, sorry, and he, and he once took a decision from the fisherman Johan Duhapa. So that's a good, that's Woo! a positive. And he, and he, and he drawed with Albert Sosnowski. He's a journeyman lifer on the upper elite of a horrible heavyweight era. Is he a guy in this phase of our guy Fury trimming stone from the waistline that can make this a fun fight and make Fury have to fight a little, Rafe? Mm, I don't know. Fury, even even out of shape Fury, it's hard to imagine him getting dragged into a fight he doesn't want to be in. He's because he's so because he's so big, he's so tall, he's so hard to reach. And I know Pian, Pianiti, P, 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 you know Pianiti, Pianetta, Panini. He's out here eating pies. I I know you know. Uh, yeah, Mister Panini is tall. He 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 he's not that small. Uh, but I the way that. Fury fights the way he keeps he, – he'll either be able to control distance with his jab or he'll just smother and and lean 6'9", 250, 260, 270, whatever the heck he weighs in on at. He's going to come in, drop all those stones on top of you. It's very hard to see someone, especially someone like Pianetta who is not – uh, not a great fighter, uh, forcing Fury into something he doesn't want to do. I could more likely just see it sort of dragging on Pianetta's not doing a whole lot, but, but also protecting himself and it, it being one of those fights that you're just like, Oh my God. But Hey, let's see what happens. I do want to see if Fury looks any good. <laughs> I mean, that's what we watch, but I think with the wilder fight, 
possibly on deck. This raises the rent on this fight, and it's against a guy with at least a pulse, so we're going to see something. It's not going to be him kissing Surfer Safari. So, I mean, we're, you know, you weren't here to kiss Tyson Fury's arse, so to speak, and puff him up. You were honest. I'm not very keen on sucking Tyson Fury's nuts. You were very honest about that. So he's got something to show us, but like you said earlier... If he doesn't look that good, maybe this makes the Wilder fight happen quicker. You have no idea where they're at in the negotiations and how much this fight affects it. But we may get an opportunity, if he wins, to hear him singing afterwards. Maybe hear him singing about Deontay Wilder. Hey, maybe they stick Wilder on a plane. And head Wilder to is supposed to be there. They, it Ooh. has been reported that Wilder will be in uh, Belfast going to Northern Ireland to, family, to confront yeah. Fury in the ring afterwards. Tell there your, will be some fireworks. Tell your family, tell your parents. Just tell your parents, just hi. Yeah, just hi. I want to hear uh, not necessarily Aerosmith version of him, not necessarily the the, the shout out to the Irish crew. We need we need maybe a new track, maybe something in between, maybe. Baby, I just don't get it. You know, we got, we got to get something, something out of him. What do you, you know? I, I would, you know, the weird thing is, Brian, he... Tyson Fury, what those years did more damage to his voice than almost any other part of his body. Yes. I mean, he's just so raspy now. It's all gone. That those sweet dulcet tones—they're gone. I don't think they're coming right. back. Doesn't mean he's—he's not—he's still not afraid of belting it out. But it won't sound like it did back in the day. It definitely will not. All right, Rafe. This Saturday. Oh, so Fu- so Frampton's going to knock him out. I say Fury gets a decision win. Looks really good in doing so. Shows you the the class and the flash. But look, he's not a big puncher. It's not like he's going to walk through pinata and and eat all the candy. No, he's eating pies, baby. After this, if if, if it falls through with Wilder, he, he's always got Alex Leopie. I don't actually know if Alex Leopie won his five round fight yeah, no one's in that, no. Australia a couple weeks ago. We don't need to go hey, down that road. Of five round fights. In the contender, which we mentioned with uh, Paws Posley Jr. when Mosley was on last week, the contender sent me in the mail. The, the the people from the show on Epics, August 24th is the premiere, by the way. Shout it out. hey You want to talk about the best swag in boxing history? And I've gotten some good swag in my days, right? I, I got a, a six-pack of uh, Modelo recently from interviewing uh, UFC heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic. I got some hair gel for, in the mail from Austin, from Anderson Silva's PR people the other day for a nice interview with him. I don't get why the did, Wait, wait. That's, he has no hair. Why, is he, yeah, exactly. What is going on there? And have you gotten any Badu Jack Oxy Ripper Oh, protein I, I need, supplements. I need that stuff. Yeah, no. You know what I got? What time was a Leo Santa Cruz like headband, almost like Chavez style? Good. I was down with that. The skull do rag from Abner Morris, but this time around, the contender sent me a boxing robe with my name on the back. How badass is that, Rafe? Yeah. August twenty fourth. Could it have been? Nate Campbell's role, role. The Galaxy Warrior with two X, with triple X's. <laughs> uh, whatever. Hey, watch that though, Rafe. August 24th on Epics. I think it's 7 Eastern. Do, is it, do we get Epics? I don't know, but it's going to be an Epics night of program. I like when, uh, remember when Dan Rayfield used to be on Epics and I got to see these armpits standing over here. And then, uh, and, uh, remember, uh, Lou DiBella was like the color man. Lou could work. By the way, if you're a network out there, sign Lou DiBella to be your color man. It could work, Rafe. It could work. I think no, everyone's a little bit afraid of what Lou might say. Obviously, I mean, you know, he can hold together. He ran HBO Boxing for all those years. Uh, but still, the way Lou gets, get, flies off at the handle, especially if he's got a fighter involved or you get him rolling on something that he considers BS in the sport of boxing, you know, he might, he might talk out of turn a little bit. You don't get that, that, uh, very, 
you know, sort of contained, uh, not going to go too far, not going to push too many buttons stuff you get from some of the uh, the, the, the mainstays. I'm, I'm with you on that. Hey, Rafe, Saturday from Chihuahua, Mexico. B in Sports Espanol brings us Annabelle Ortiz versus Yennefer Leon for Ortiz's WBA Women's Strawweight title. Ten rounds. You in? Come on, man. What is this? All right. Untelevised for Mexico City. Carlos Cuadras on Saturday against Ricardo Nunez. Ten rounds. Bantamweights. You got to be in on this, right? Yeah, look, Quadras had to check himself into rehab. He's gone through some stuff, but he was a fun, fun fighter for that little bubble a year and a half on, on Superfly. Uh, and shoot, he was the first guy, I guess you could say maybe, uh, McWilliams Arroyo, but I, he, Quadras was the guy who really sh- made us think, oh, wait a minute, Chocolatito might be on the decline a little bit because of that that great war they had a couple of years ago. Look, yeah, I want, I want him to come back and be a good fighter again. And uh, he's got a nice spotty back. We like to keep an eye on the guys with the, the spotty backs in boxing. <laughs> Ack watch, acne watch. Uh, finally, Saturday, El Paso. Yes. Non-televised, but I care the crap out of this. Brian, I don't know how far the BKC pit will be from El Paso, Texas this weekend, but ship it in there. Gabe Rosado, Alfredo Angulo, the rematch – Ten rounds, super middleweights. Oh hell yeah, Rafe! You got to be in on this. By the way, this is a rematch. When did that first one happen? <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. Angulo must have beaten Rosado like before Rosado had hit like the good part of his career. You know, Rosado, uh, he good boy. <laughs> Gabriel, good boy. Gabriel, still good boy. A good tattoo, a lip tattoo. Um, ah, yo. I'm yeah, fine. I, I am actually upset that this isn't on cloud TV, that ESPN yes. Plus hasn't picked this up. How is this is classic material? This is like a good BKB style washed middleweights who are fun to watch. I mean, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Rosado has already been on the BKB washed middleweight tour. He's running it back. This it, would be it, such a good washed fight on TV. Like this should be Golden Boy when you do these Friday night cards or whatever. This should be your main event, dude. Yeah. You know what? You know what more ratings they would get rolling out this fight than any other. By the way, two thousand nine, two thousand nine, Angulo TKO Gabriel Rosado at Buffalo Bills Star Arena in Prim, Nevada. I would have, I would have loved to have been there that night. Would have been fun. Two thousand Prim. Prim is a interesting place. You done time there? You been inside of Prim? Uh, pretty much just to go to the bathroom, you know, and it's just a, a classic pit stop on the way to Vegas. It's not that, you know, that one stop in, in California on, on, on 15 in the middle of the, like the most remote part on the, on that ride from LA to Vegas. And they have that, all the sodas on the wall. And then they have that urinal that looks like it's like a giant, like uh fountain of youth. And you just stand on the edge of it and you, and you pee in it. You know what I'm talking about? You always tell me to stop there. I never do. The gas is only like 825 a gallon, but it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, by the way, washed, um, Angulo, just for the record, Rafe, 35, lost his last two, a decision to Freddie Hernandez and a split decision to Sergio Mora. He's got a lot of losses in the recent years. Um, God bless him, Rafe, but he has a green card. He's back in our country. I love that man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad that he wasn't, uh, that great a fighter. He was a little overrated. Our guy, the recently retired Kermit Cintron exposed him, uh, but man, that one, when he fought Canelo and Showtime did the all access, who didn't fall in love with Alfredo Angulo? Back when he had the, he was growing his hair out, he had the crazy locks, he was donating it. He, and, and he put it together to make maybe the most fun Arislandi Lara fight. That way he oh. put the pressure on him, two knockdowns, oh, at StubHub Center until 
heard Lara earlier this year. There really hadn't been another fun. Well, no, Williams, Lara. All right. But still. So, Angulo, yeah, we love you. Uh, take care of yourself. He's training up in the summit. It looks like he's getting worked over in, in sparring by, <laughs> by Triple G. Up there. He's Triple G slab of meat in the Philadelphia packing house that's just, oh man. Hey, you mentioned this fight should be on Cloud TV. You're damn right it should. But Cloud TV will be Sunday offering us from Ed Kaptenberg, Russia. Shavkatzon Rakimov versus Robinson Castellanos. Remember the guy that, that took, uh, Gamboa soul? 12 rounds junior lightweights on Cloud TV. Can you catch an STD from, from trying to download Cloud TV? Is that possible? Actually, I think you might be. You look at some of the other stuff Cloud TV offers. It is very, uh, it is very polarizing politically. It is like you get info wars. You know, Russia today, it is, it looks like if you sign up for cloud TV, you might be giving away your vote in the next election to some Russian hacker. Uh, but hey, I will do that for boxing. There's only two chances I have of, of downloading cloud TV in the next week. I think he has two, slim and none, and slim's out of time. All right, Rafe, we wanted to, we promised the people we'd play what's it look like. Of course we went over on our minutes. This is like a cell phone plan in 1999, but Rafe, we do have to give them one what's it look like on the way out, one each, okay? But before we do that, not to keep here any longer, Sergio Martinez is kind of teasing the comeback, and the people want to hear what we think about this, Rafe. I don't, is that footage that's going around of today? I feel like that's old sparring footage or, or what? It looks, it, I, that was my first thought as well. It came from his Instagram account. Uh, if it is current, he is in pretty good shape for a 41 42 year old guy uh he he looks all right uh but you go you scroll back a couple of months and you see him looking real big looking not so uh so fit and i don't know i you know i i don't know why i can talk myself into this i feel really bad about it no one should talk themselves into this no, but you, i you know we should we should because look he didn't retire after three straight knockout losses he actually was forced to retire due to injury at still at the highest level. And when guys do that, they need one more just to make good with themselves. They need one more where they lose on their terms, Rafe. You got to lose on your own terms. You can't have somebody pull you out of the game. Uh, It's true. Well, and it has been years. Maybe, maybe the knee is responding, you know, champion, Champion. The, the knee is not responding. I have to stop it. It's, Champ, you will always be champ, the best champion for me. I just wish we, okay, cause I always wished we had seen Cotto Martinez in like 2011 when it was made the when most Cotto sense. Cotto was and ducking Bob him? wouldn't do it. And now, and even when we did see it in 2014, man, if only his knee was together, that fight, Rafe, I was more, you, I don't know if you can possibly make a rankings of which fight were you most excited about in the lead up ever. That fight is in my top five. I cared the crap out of that fight. Although it did give us the loudest first round I've ever heard. Like that first round with the three knockdowns, that arena was like bombs going off. Like people were fired the heck up. Yeah, I want to see him back. He's my champion. I, not my campeon. That's Eric Morales, but he's my champion. I want to see sexy Sergio back. Maybe we'll get Lube DeBella in here next week. Do you, do you want him to fight? Do you want him to fight Chavez Jr. again? Why not? Now, it's, why not? Right. Samson has already crapped. Samson has said, no way. You can't, you can't count on Chavez. He won't, he can't make well, weight. He's way. in and out of rehab. He's all, he okay. Is there a wash name? The is there, well, here's the wash name that I've been saying for a while. Run back the Margarita fight. Sergio took a knockout loss earlier in his run when he was still more of a cyclist than a boxer. And I don't mean cycling on and off, if you know what I mean. I mean the real deal, the pedals. But, uh, hey, 
Would you watch that? Hell yeah, you would. Shane just told me they off told us they offered him a million for to fight Margarito. So Margarito versus Sergio two. You could do that on cloud TV. You could do that in in prim in my backyard. Whatever you want, I'm there, Rafe. I'll help promote that crap. Oh, my first maybe my first card under hashtag old guy fights promotions. What do you think? Oh, it would be a, it would be a, a way to come a bang up a, a cracker of a way to come out of the gates with old guy promotions. All right, what's it look like on the way out, Rafe? I've got one for you. Here's what it is: Prime Tyson Fury. So it's 2015, the Klitschko fight. Tyson Fury sucked down, no stones left unturned. He's in shape. Might be on PEDs for all we know, right? There was like, some sketchiness involved with that fight. They like t- whatever happened in that fight. They did scrape it under the rug, right? Like he may have popped. He may have. I mean, I popped watching it, but he may have. Actually I mean, popped. you know, look, look. Let he who has not gotten sick. And tested positive after eating the meat of uncastrated wild boars. Cast the first stone, Brian, okay? <laughs> All right? All right. Him versus a – speaking of Tyson, we know Tyson Fury was born in 88, named after the Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury versus not prime Mike Tyson, but prime Tyson Fury versus 1995 post-jail Mike Tyson. So the guy that fought McNeely, that fought Buster Mathis Jr., that fought Selden – when Selden laid down for him in the first round. Was that the night Tupac died? Leading into, of course, the Holyfield first fight. 95 Tyson versus 2015 Tyson Fury. What's that look like, Rafe? Brian, I I see what you're trying to do here. I, I, I know what you want me to say. I know what might even, it might even be the right answer. You're trying to get me to admit that Tyson Fury would beat Mike Tyson. I ain't going there. Whoa, I, whoa. He's not cut from his cloth. Mike told you. He's not cut from that cloth. He's he's Mike is Sonny Liston. He's Jack Dempsey. He he's Alexander. All right? I don't care. Exactly. Um I don't I I don't care. You know what? Tyson Fury, the one night he has looked great on his in in his life, he looked great with smoke and mirrors. And Vlad fell for it. I even a bad or not prime version of Mike Tyson. I don't think he's falling for that. I think that Mike Tyson is going to get inside and go make something happen or just outfight Tyson Fury. He's not going to get bamboozled by by some some footwork and some and and a jab. All right. I'm not going there. Okay, tell your family to write their will out. You're in trouble. Um, Rafe, you're in trouble here. Prime Tyson Fury is winning that fight because prison release Mike Tyson, great shape, was still hungry to knock fools out, was not defensively responsible, was not as – didn't have the same technique, wasn't as quick, wasn't as hungry, could really fool you though and scare people with that intensity. But we're talking about six foot nine, quick Fury with long arms and the speed on that jab and the ability to switch stances – 95 Tyson ain't dealing with that. 88 Tyson would get inside of that and, and probably put a Steve Cunningham sized dose on that Tyson chin and, and knock the, knock the tower down. Not, 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 not 9-11. I'm talking about that, the, you know, I'm talking, no jokes here. No joke. Take that. Post record, remove that accidental, accidental. Rafe, that's, by the way, almost as bad as the, uh, is the, uh, Benet Ramsey crack from last week. Rafe, um, I'm telling you, prime, prime Tyson, he, he can deflect, 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 deflect. And he may start to threaten the will of post-jail Tyson. 
with the Chairman Mao tattoo on his shoulder. I'm telling you. Look, all, all, all very possible, perhaps true. I am not willing. You set this up. You made, you made it. You, you, you stacked the cards. You, you, you messed up with the deck. God damn it. You, you, you're trying to make me say go somewhere I don't want to go. I'm not going into those waters with you, Brian. All right. Uh, you got anything for me on the way out? What, what, I do, I do. I got a fun one for you. Not really a, a one that's going to be hard to, con- to 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 come up with the outcome of, but one where I encourage you to get creative, imagining just how nasty this gets, how brutal, how one-sided, and how much we might love it. How it could be a Broner Maidana kind of night, uh, but maybe a lot less competitive. I'm saying at 112, 112 pounds, Joe Shiming. At whatever you consider his best performance <laughs> versus Sri Saketsu Rungvisai. Oh, holy rat balls. Wow. Put this bloodbath on me. Steve Smoger is the ref. Oh, hi. so first of all, SSR is wearing high socks. Is it, is it pre or post breakup though? Post breakup. Oh, then he's coming for that soul. Wow, dude. He's coming for that soul in a rat dinner. Dude, he's sending Zhu Shiming to, to hell. This will be like, oh, wow. This will be gross. I'm going to say uh, second round corner stoppage, which means Zoe doesn't come back for the bell from the first round. He gets knocked down like four times in the first round, doesn't answer the bell. The corner Freddy jumps stops in. Freddy, Freddy, Freddy's in there. Freddy's He's got in Mark there. Like, no, Freddy's Fred, like, they put the you microphone. can't handle his everything. Son. Yes, they put the microphone in front of Freddy afterwards, and he's like. I'm young, but I don't think I deserve to be, you know. Getting beat up like this. Wow, that's a sloppy what the, it looks sloppy. You wanna know what that looks like, Rafe? It looks sloppy, and I know you love them, Rafe. I made an extra sloppy <laughs> Alright. Hey Rafe, uh that's our show for this week. Special thanks to Isaac Dog Bay. Enjoy Tyson Fury's return. Shout out to the Irish crew. Hey ADK crew, Alex Godinez, these nuts. Hey, shout out to Eric Raskin. We gotta work his name in here once per show. Rafe, his boy BJ Flores got soul removeth. Shout out to uh James Foley, uh our, our passionate listeners out there, right? That guy F boxing, that guy Matthew. You get you got any other of our favorites you wanna give a, a hello to? I, 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 I respect all listeners, all good boys. I respect box. Uh, just hi to everyone. Say just hi. Hi, hi. Say hi to your family. Um, maybe you guys can all purchase uh, McSorley's uh, Kriegel and me on uh, Bards and Noble, and maybe they can get your new basketball book that I'm fired up to get myself, Rafe. It's called Basketball. Basketball, a, a love, love story. story. Starring... Omar Epps. Not starring Omar Epps. Okay, we already went down that road. But he, 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 if he smashes, I'm watching it. If he, if he ain't a lion, I'm a dog him, right? All right, uh, Rafe, let's end the show. We're way too late. Do you have a message for anyone as we exit? We out. <laughs>